Good afternoon slash evening listeners. This is DJ Left and you've been listening to The Equilibrium if you've been here since three o'clock or any time after. I hope you guys enjoyed the music that I played for you and right now we're going to switch gears a little bit into our cockadoodle news segment. So I am your host DJ Left also formerly known as Leah and my co-host is here. Hello world it's Justin. A little bit louder. It's Justin Oki. What's up? That's the energy I'm looking for. There you go. So, if you're, um, like I said, you're listening to WUSC FM and HD1 Columbia. If you guys have an opinion you'd like to share or you just want to chat, feel free to call us at 803 576 9872. That's 803 576 WUSC. If you can't reach us on the phone, feel free to reach out to us online. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter by searching WUSC News. And if you need to get in touch with the station, the number is the same, but the handles are different. So you can find the station on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching WUSC FM. So right now, let's go ahead and get started with our first story, Justin. Yes, there was a big alligator spotted in the Midlands um, on Mother's Day. Don Vargo, and I'm reading this from ABC News, by the way. Um, Don Vargo sent ABC Columbia News this picture of an alligator he says he saw on the south trail along the Congaree Creek in Casey. He says the gator was between 8 and 10 feet long. Officials with the Department of Natural Resources say this is the typical size of an adult male alligator, and because it is mating season, they are on the move. Officials say if you see one, just leave it alone. I think I saw the video of that. Is there yeah. a video on there? Because there was like a whole video of them having to like drag it from underneath the porch Could you imagine seeing an alligator like so close i think it's so crazy that it's because it's mating season like yeah. you know how they're like ending up i don't know i guess what is that like states over yeah that's a long way to travel so it's a long way to travel yeah um i definitely would not know what to do if i saw an alligator um i would run i probably wouldn't even be there long enough to contact like animal services or whatever so yeah that's pretty yeah I mean, they say if you run, they come, like, right after you. Did you know that? Oh, my that? God, really? They tell you not to run. They tell you just to, like, stay put. Like, because if you run, because, like, alligators run, like, 90 miles per hour. <gasps> yeah, so, like, if you run, like, he's going to come after you 90 miles per hour. Like, Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, no, that would, it's not funny, but I'm saying, like, could you imagine, like, Could running? you imagine an alligator coming after you at 90 miles per hour? No, I couldn't. I I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, I truly crazy. wouldn't know what to do. I'd probably climb a tree or something. <laughs> like, wow, that's something scary to think about. But in other news, I spoke to you guys last week about the man that burnt down the governor's houses on Green Street. That was some breaking news. I didn't even realize how breaking our news was last week. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so apparently he has been denied bond. Um It's saying that, obviously, he's accused of starting two fires, and I'm getting this information from ABC Columbia, um, local Columbia News. So this was owned by Governor Henry McMaster, and it says that... It says that it was set at 100 k on 10 counts of assault and battery, but um, I don't know. I guess he either just didn't make bond or, like, was later denied. But um, what they said was basically that because there were 12 people displaced by the fires, um, they were denying it just because he showed, like, no care for the people's lives that were affected. Right. 
I mean, I, I mean, absolutely. And I heard somewhere that like he was on drugs or something. I think he was on Xanax. They said when they like when they pulled him over. Well, they didn't pull him over, obviously, but um, but yeah, let me look more into this. I'm pretty sure it was um. We have a caller that said, actually, alligators go 20 miles per hour. So thank <laughs> God they wouldn't be coming at 90. That was just a quick fact check. My bad. Yeah, I was thinking the same. But thank you. Okay, thank you, too. Okay, um. Penn State? Yeah. Um. A Penn State professor is was working for Uber, and he's accused of kidnapping multiple women. Um, it says the third woman spoke with police on May 16th, saying that on May 11th, she was outside of, at a nightclub when she saw a car with an Uber decal and jumped in the front passenger seat, according to a criminal complaint filed on Monday. She hadn't used the Uber app, but gave her address and $10 cash to the driver, later identified as 36-year-old Richland Lamodi, according to the criminal complaint. Um, as he drove, the woman said, low... Lamodi kept asking about her relationship status. She said she replied that she was engaged and did not want to participate in any sexual activities with him, but claimed Lamodi held and grabbed her wrist during the ride, according to court documents. The passenger said every time she was unlocked the car doors, Lamodi would lock them, the documents said. They began tussling because she wanted to leave the vehicle, the documents said, and during the tussle, her shirt and bra were ripped. She told police she was so afraid she opened the door and jumped from the moving vehicle at an unknown location, and the car sped off. Uber seems like very Okay, dangerous. so I have a couple of things. First of all, how bold of that professor to mm -hmm. be like an Uber driver in the area where you're a professor? Like like what would have happened if he would have gotten like one of his students in the car and they would have recognized him? Did I hear that right? Is is that what he was doing? Yeah, pretty much. Like that's I mean, I understand like there's so many people and that's like so huge the odds of that happening but I mean, it's still a chance that it could happen i feel like that's so so bold like to be a professor but yeah. at the same time you know some professors like he's facing relations with their students and end up getting fired so i guess a lot of them don't really care about the consequences true that's kind of that is interesting i mean it says that he um Faces charges including kidnapping and false imprisonment. He posted bail on Monday. His next date in court is May 23rd. Wow. That sucks. <laughs> that they <laughs> don't even have trustworthy professors. Like, that's so bad. But yeah, I say this like all the time and I will continue to say it. Guys, please like check your Ubers. They're so good about it now. Most Ubers, if they're a good driver, they're aware of all the you know controversy that's been going on and stuff and so they will be sure to like say your name like make sure that you're the right rider if you don't have someone if your uber driver is not like checking you making sure you're getting in the right car you should be a little afraid I mean, uber's in the headlines a lot lately though yeah exactly so that's what i'm saying so because of that like good uber drivers i feel like have been really going out of their way to make sure that um they're safe i remember i was in an uber the other day and he just, like, took a straight road whenever he was supposed to make a turn. And I was like, mm, you're going a weird way. Like, I automatically <laughs> was like, I am alarmed. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is just, he, like, showed me the GPS. He made me feel, like, more safe. So just keep that in mind, guys. We don't want anything, like, we're done with the Uber tur turmoil. Uber drivers need to, they need to, like, 
I don't know, start having better restrictions and guidelines for people that are allowed to be drivers because it's getting pretty ridiculous. I just don't feel there should be like Ubers anymore. Well, I mean, it's a really good service. Like it really does. Like there's, you know, people that are intoxicated and, you know, just not in a good state to drive home. And so it's a good service. It definitely helps out a lot. I will for sure admit that. That's why I just think that it needs to be better guidelines because as far as I know, you literally just sign up. Anyone mm. just signs up and you're an Uber driver. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, if, if Yeah, if things continue to happen. And also, like, I know that hacking is something that's, like, extremely hard. But I also know that, like, the U.S. government doesn't get hacked. So, like, I know that there's computer programming to prevent that. Uber should definitely look into that, considering their information is so easily hacked by so many people like if it's being hacked by that many people it's obviously not that secure of a site or a service you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i think they can take a couple of precautions to make the to just make everything run better make things go smoothly keep themselves out of the headlines but yeah. um um it says that the u.s government speaking of hacking it says the u.s government has been hacking hong kong and china for years Former CIA operative makes more explosive claims and says Washington is bullying bullying Hong Kong to extradite him. Wow. Where's yeah. that from? Um, this is from South China Post. I think it says Edward Snowden. Yeah. But that's very 2013. So 2013. <laughs> I'm just not going to talk about that one. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of... No, we weren't speaking oh, of this, but here. let's talk about <laughs> criminal cases, guys, because that's one of my favorite things. Um, one of my... I'm always just so interested in them because just the way they unfold, like I think people know, you know, like the trials of the century that we've been known to have, just the way that details are revealed and just the way that it looks so one way on the surface. And then once you get to court and things start coming out, it's just like, well, it's like the, um, it's like the Michael Peterson case when they like, they took Michael Peterson. Did you hear about that? Like about Mm -hmm. how he killed his like, he killed his wife, and then they did the whole case trial and, like, all this information about him. Okay, well, out. speaking of a husband, well, not killing his wife. Um, but he blames it on an owl. He says the owl killed his wife. Um, okay, so well, listen. Yeah, no, listen to this. Um, so this is the Timothy Jones trial. I've been kind of keeping up with this since it started. Last week I told you guys that they had just selected the jury, and so they were about to start with opening statements and such. And... This week, um, or actually last week, some just things started coming out. So, first of all, um, the investigators gave their testimony. And the things that they revealed were just very chilling. They had paper of, like, sorry, I didn't even get into this. So, Timothy Jones is accused of killing his five children Um, prosecutors are going after him for the death penalty and he is pleading not guilty by rule of insanity. (laughs) So, um, so like that, that in in itself was just like, whoa, because like five children, that's, you know, there's people that like murder one kid, two people, like five children. That's, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of chilling in itself. And then to see like the evidence that the investigators brought to the table, they brought paper that were basically like his plans. It was like day one, um, like 
kill the kids. I don't do Don't not do not fact check me on this. I'm like totally just quoting what I kind of remember. But it was like day one, like kill them. Day two, like sand them down to like bones. And then d- day three, like deplace, <gasps> oh. replace the bodies. It was it was intense. Like it was very, very detailed notes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like, wow, whenever someone pleads insanity, it's like that just brings a whole different dynamic to things just because I feel like you never know which way to go. You never know whether to be like, okay, yeah, like someone who would write that down, you know, has got to be. But at the same time, that could just be someone that is well thought out a murder. And I mean, he's obviously crazy if he's going to kill his kids. And okay, so but listen to this because it gets juicier. His ex-wife got on tri- or she got on the stand and te- had a testimony testified against him. Yeah. So, like I said, like I think it's so interesting how things came out. Um, you know, I What'd obviously like I obviously imagine like the family situation being one way. I did not imagine it being this. So, him and his wife are like divorced, and he was given primary custody of the children because she thought that he was able to handle like she thought he was the most fit and apparently like I guess he kind of she she talks about how she met him and he just kind of had himself together you know he had a full-time job he had uh, a relationship with God I guess these are you know things that she was like okay yeah this is someone that I can have a family with and I'm not exactly sure what happened to make them split up but once they did he had custody of all five kids and she still got visitation rights and things like mm-hmm. that. She wasn't not, you know, she was still in their lives. But, I mean, can you imagine giving your husband custody because you're like, yeah, you're the most fit. And then this happens. And she broke down when she was testifying. She was just like, I know my kids love me. And, you know, that was really sad. Oh. Like, I guess, no, I don't think anyone ever knows, like, kind of the the real you know so she could be a fraud she could not she could be in her kids lives and she cannot we never know but just regardless like that's sad (laughs) and I don't heard like I hate to say this because I feel like I'm a super terrible person for even saying this whenever she busted out crying it was just kind of like whoa but at the same time I could like I feel like that's got to be genuine you know well it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be but it's it's just a really sad situation. So things are just getting like incredibly, incredibly intense with this case. I'm definitely gonna keep you guys updated with it because this is so interesting to me. Any thoughts? That's interesting. Wait, we got a caller. Um, you can go ahead with your next story. Alrighty. Um, I don't even. Okay. Um, let's see. We just had a caller, and I don't know if I messed that up, but please call back. Um, so, yeah. Um, I guess I can talk about entertainment news. Um, um, oh, gosh. Wait. Do you have anything? Yeah, I have another story. Sorry, guys. Justin does not have his stuff together today. I know. Um, but me on the other hand got another story so I was trying to go kind of like local to actually I have some more local news for you guys 
Um, South Carolina School District considers a four-day school week. Big news um, for all of you. I personally have had a four-day school week since uh, my sophomore year in college, and I'm now done with college, so none of this applies to me, but I'm really excited for you guys. I hope that you guys get four-day school weeks. I remember my cousin used to have one, and I used to be so jealous of her because she didn't have to go to school on Monday. Is it like all week, every day? Like um, all week, like every Monday? Like it would be four, it would be four weeks, four days every week. So they oh. would like never go to school on Monday or something like that. Why? Um, so it says that... <laughs> okay, it says, told the morning news of Florence under the plan, students would go to school an extra 90 minutes Monday through Thursday. So they basically like make up for the time. Um, they just have a day, an extra day off. Students mm. behind academically could come to class some Fridays and get help. Oh, I guess they're trying to get Fridays off. That's even better. Mm, no, I probably want Monday off. Um, uh, I know they used to do like one day, like once a month. You got like one day off. Yeah, no, week. we never did that. Yeah, like, was, like I think it was Wednesday. So like it, it wasn't, it wasn't a day off. It was like a half day. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We had half days and stuff. But um, this just basically says that a four-day school week reports happier teachers, and there's. Currently, um, in Florence District 3, 43 vacant teacher positions. Wow. I should look into that because I have an English major. Maybe I can go teach in Florence District 3. But if anyone else is a teacher, definitely please head over there. 43 vacant spots. Like, it's extremely important for our kids to receive an education. We need more teachers in this world. What do you think about the abortion in Alabama? Like, no abortion. Uh, give me a second. We'll talk about that. Okay. Um, and one more other thing that I thought was really cute, just in local news. They're having an inaugural military signing day held at River Bluff High School. Or um, it was held on Monday morning, so yesterday morning. And it's just like, you know, how they have signing days for athletes whenever they decide what college they're going to. And, you know, there's a chance for them to bring their family in and all this other stuff, you know, have they're recorded. Sometimes the news is there. It's just a really big day for athletes. And so I thought this was just really special that they did this for um, military people, for those who are enrolling in the military. I think that that's something, you know, obviously I think it's way more important than athletes signing. And if you don't agree with me, then I'm sorry. Um these are the people that protect our country. So I don't, I don't know. And, like, I feel like they – I've met a lot of military people recently, and I don't know. I just have, like, a lot of respect for them and the lives, they're, the lives they live, just not even on the whole, you know, they fight for us, just, like, on a way deeper aspect than that. So I'm really glad that they're starting this recognition in high school and applaud River Bluff High School for doing this. That was so good. Um, so moving on from local news – I guess that Justin wants to talk about the abortion ban, guys. So here it goes. I'm a female, so you already know what's coming your way, but I'm going to try to not be so, you know, feministic about this, if that's how you say that. I believe it is. And just really come with, like, as many facts as I can. So the abortion ban. Do you want to, what article did you read on it? Um, 
I'm still looking for one. I mean, everything that I've seen has been the past few days, but... I mean, it's dividing Republicans, so... Yeah, okay, so I was trying to come with facts before we get to opinion. I know, I have so much going on so this I read in New York Times, Missouri passed a bill on Friday to ban abortions after fetal heartbeat is detected, making the state the eighth this year to pass abortion restrictions that that could challenge the constitutional right established in Roe versus Wade. Earlier this week, Alabama legislators voted to ban abortions in nearly all cases. Alabama's bill is the first outright ban on abortion. Other measures limited the procedure to earlier in pregnancy. Here is how limits on abortion have changed across the state across the state each year. So if you guys go to New York Times, they have this really um, interesting chart. And it basically just shows like where all the states lie in reference to where like the latest that they allow abortions. Um the row standard is like up to t- it's between 25 and 28 weeks. Um, fetus is at viability. This is before the third trimester, obviously. And then, um, you know, there's 50 states. so I'm not going to read to you where each state lies. But as we know, Alabama has just been the first state to just say it's restricted in rape cases, in incest cases like no matter the case, out abortion is restricted. Um, so, opinion time. That's crazy, guys. Like that is, that is beyond crazy. I think first and foremost, it's the fact that we have a a, a constitutional law, or you know, there was an entire court case, Roe versus Wade, on abortion years ago, years. So, I just think like no matter what, no matter what your view on abortion is no matter what why are we going back as a country you know like why would we set a standard and then like years later be like oh let's just revert it back because we don't want to be progressive as a country anymore like whatever now let me talk about some other things why is abortion being banned I saw a tweet, and yes, it was a tweet, but it was extremely true. It said that if a woman is has sex a hundred times a year, she can still only produce one full term pregnancy. Yet, if a male does so, he could produce a hundred full term pregnancies. Yet, women are the people that are being saying if a man has sex a hundred times, he could get a hundred different women pregnant. That's a hundred more babies versus. If a woman has sex a hundred times, she can only get pregnant once in a year. No matter, you know what I mean. You don't get pregnant and then you have sex again and get pregnant more. You're just so it's, they they should... it's just pregnant. So it's like why are, why are we restricting women? Why are we, you know what I mean? Like if anything, I feel like guys should be using contraceptives or anything to stop abortion. And I think that I don't know, like. Also, birth control has been something that's really been looked down on lately, and they're planning on restricting that. If anything, if we want less abortions, we should get more birth control. There's just so many different ways to go about it than um, flat-out banning it, but I saw something the other day that honestly blew my mind. I mean, we could just be like the hands made towel. <laughs> Literally. No, they said... Um, Maybe that would work. Yeah, I also saw something that said uh, it was like another tweet that was like this is literally like 
the senators in Alabama passing that bill today, and it was the Handmaid's Tale, like, (laughs) (laughs) cheersing. But, yeah, I just think this abortion law is, like, very... It's just, it's, so it's not good. That goes in, it's like, that's like, a lot of it's with religion. Like, I think that's the main thing. It's like people's religious beliefs and backgrounds are really what influences the whole abortion. Yeah, and um, that's absolutely, like, not true, I don't think. I saw, or, like, a woman spoke about a book that she read, or not read, I'm sorry, wrote. Um, if you guys are interested, I could come back with that information next week on the exact book and the woman. But she basically said that, like, banning abortion has nothing to do with religious or rights or, like, morality, anything like that. It It's just a way to control, like, the population, right, and control women and how much they're reproducing. Yeah. So that's something to consider for sure. Um, and with that being something cons- to consider, I feel like that's really the reason why the abortion ban was put into place. So... Um, if you're for that, if you're for regulating, you know, how many babies women have per year, then I'd say you can stay all for abortion. But if not, and even if you're male, because we love men who think for themselves and just have their own opinion about things, like speak out about it, read up on it, whatever the case. I know that this is something that like not, it doesn't affect males. So obviously it's like a lot of people wouldn't be too interested on it, but It's just really interesting to see the direction that our country is going into. It's interesting to look into the reasons why, you know, what's caused this, what's going to follow this. Um, So I'm obviously really interested to see, like, where things go from here. If more states are going to adopt the bill, if Alabama is going to maybe have second thoughts. I'm just really, really interested to see um, how things go. And Does that mean, like... Do they ban Plan B, too? Um, No, I don't believe that contraceptives have been banned yet. Recall bans in Alabama. Yeah, I'm... Hmm. Um, Yeah, there was one more thing I was going to say about it, but I can't remember. So... Um... Yeah, no. I'm reading at the end of this article, it says Alabama will not be the last state to attempt to challenge Roe. So I definitely think there's going to be more states in the future that are going to try to adopt this bill. Um, I I think it's just going to be like really bad to think about like all the people, especially in Alabama, if like if you're raped or if it's incest. So like and just because okay, well, just because the bill signed into law does not mean that abortion is like automatically illegal right now well it is so in it, alabama it's it's not federally there so like different states are deciding to pass different bills mm. so like abortion is not federally illegal like it's not illegal anywhere you go that's why like people are saying you can still get abortions here like but then they're also having um like doctors who perform abortions in alabama can get up to 99 years in jail. Yeah, in jail. And I believe I read something saying, like, if you travel to get it, then you could possibly get caught. So. Um. I have a caller. Um, also, um, so women who can, women can still get abortions and those who have appointments can still go forward with the procedure. Just want to say that. Um, no, women in Alabama would not go to prison if they get an abortion. 
Doctors in Alabama could be imprisoned for performing an abortion after the law goes into effect. The bill does not explicitly criminalize miscarriages. Plan B is still available. So that's pretty much all the information. (laughs) I totally said that, like, that's my opinion. So. Um... (laughs) Um, yeah, um, I don't really want to talk about abortion anymore, honestly. (laughs) It's a very interesting subject. So I'm going to change it to maybe, let's see. Oh, the real battle. (laughs) So anyways, yeah, that's totally how I feel about abortion. And that's totally what I just read from this article, New York Times. Um, If I did not say (laughs) what I meant to say, what I read, what I just last read was, all this means is Alabama will not be the last state to attempt to challenge Roe. Um, I obviously know that other states have done this. The title of the article is Eight States Have Passed Bills. So that was what I started with. I don't think we should talk about this anymore. Um, But yeah, so, you know, that's just the way things go with abortion here in America right now. Moving on, um, I read another interesting article about how worker unions are a tried and true way to fix inequality in America. So um, it's basically saying that unions unions have like gone down incredibly. Um, it's dropped from 35% of workers to 6.4% of workers today. And... It says that there are a lot of things that fueled the decline, factories closing, outsourcing and automation, and corporate America's decade-long effort to basically hobble the unions. So basically, like, the beating down of unions for so long has caused them to just kind of, like, go away. But they're extremely, extremely important because they... um, This is CNN... It says unions have played an important role in reducing inequality. The decades when labor was strongest were the decades when America had the least income inequality, the weakest labor movements among industrialized nations, and ranks near the top for income inequality. Um, One study found that the decline in union power and density since 1973 explains a third and explains a third of the increase in wage inequality among American men and a fifth of the increase in equality among women. So basically, like, the article is just saying that unions are important. Um, they've been beat down over the years, and people don't think that they're important to have anymore. And it was about Delta and how they kind of basically had, like, a staff vote as to whether they want to unionize or not or want to have a union and the vote to not have one won. But it's just saying that they're really important for a lot of things. Like, it helps with equality and in just like a lot of ways you know not just we've seen a huge raise in um, income inequality with like women's different races and unions help with all of that so I think it's extremely important to start unionizing again Um, I'm about to head into the workforce and I know that I want my my voice to be heard so if you guys are out there and you feel like you're 
Um, well, you know, like they created unions because of like the mistreatment of workers during like the, I think it was I think it, and I can be fact I can't be wrong about this, but it was. Originally, unions were created because of the horrible and horrid work conditions back in the 30s and 20s and um, 30s, 20s, 40s, like during the Great Depression era, like unions were created. So I don't I mean, I think especially in other countries, their working conditions are terrible. And I definitely think unions are necessary for those countries. But I don't really feel like unions are necessarily I don't know. It just depends where you work, you know? I think for the organization, it just depends on the organization. But I'm just saying, like, unions were originally created because of the mistreatment of workers. It was to, um, like, um, fix that problem for temporarily, and now it's just kind of boiled over to be, like, union everywhere, I guess. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it does matter where you work, and I think that's why, like, unions are not as popular today in America, because, like, as far as we've been able to see, we have better working conditions. We're not in that really position yeah, they to began, like. They, okay, so they began forming in the 19th century in response to the social and economic impact of the Industrial Revolution. Sorry, so I was in the 20th. Anyways, but yeah, so it was just as national labor unions began to form the post Civil War era. Um, so yeah. Um, what was the. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so. So labor unions were created in order to help the workers with work-related difficulties such as low pay, unsafe or unsanitary working conditions, long hours, and other situations. Oh, well, maybe we might need that. <laughs> workers often had problems with their bosses as a result of memberships in the unions. Yeah. So we will be right back after this quick break. Hey, did you know that the University of South Carolina has an Equal Opportunity Programs Office? No, I didn't, but tell me more. You can call them the EOP office for short. They are a team of specialized professionals who deal with unlawful discrimination on our campus. Like sex discrimination? Yes, and race discrimination, sexual harassment, sexual assaults, discrimination on the basis of any protected status. Are they there to help students like me? Sure they are, as well as our faculty and staff. Do they have a website that anyone could report possible discrimination to? Yes. The website is user-friendly, and all you have to do is follow the prompts for filing a report. The website is www.sc.edu eop. That's awesome that the university has an office where you can report issues of discrimination and harassment. It is awesome. The university will take prompt and effective action to address all allegations of sexual misconduct and discrimination. You can also call their office at 803-777-3854 if you need assistance. Hey, what was that website again? www.sc.edu slash eop. Hello, I'm Logan Goldstein for Save the Manatees. To my knowledge, I am the only existing human who has manatee ancestry. My mother, an Ecuadorian manatee, bless her heart, collided with an outer propeller of the Titanic in 1912 while on vacation. Pretending to be a human in a world designed for human domination can be a lot of fun, but there's a serious side too. Due to rampant overuse by WUSC DJs, WUSC has suspended airing of the beloved Save the Manatees public service announcements until further notice. Fellow listeners, I implore you all 
to contact your WUSC DJs and urge them to use restraint when airing the Save the Manatees public service announcements, lest this important cause be silenced for good. As our dear friend Jimmy Buffet once said, Save a sea cow, ride a cowboy. <laughs> Jimmy Buffet. I added that. Should I do one with Jimmy Buffett? No. Save a sea cow, ride a cowboy. Can you tell if this burger contains bacteria that could cause kidney failure? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. There's only one way to tell if you've cooked meat and poultry to a bacteria-killing temperature. Use a food thermometer. It's not an extra step or a nice-to-have. Raw or undercooked meat may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by using a food thermometer every time. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The odds of this fastballing philanthropist winning the World Series three times, one in three million. The odds of this man having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 110. Hi, I'm Kurt Schilling. Learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, this is Dirty Wall from Fishbone, and you're listening to WUSC FM Columbia, the awesome alternative. The budget. Welcome back to WUSCFM in HD1 Columbia. I am DJ Left, formerly known as Leah, and my co-host. <laughs> my name is Justin. So, just a little quick news in sports, specifically Gamecock sports. Um, they're basically saying that we have a really, really interesting football season schedule and already there's been an increase in 17% of season tickets sold. So there are um, a lot of home games, important home games we're going to have. Apparently we play Clemson at home, Alabama at home, and there's just like other programs on the rise that um, I think we play at home. So it's going to be super important for us to start being true Gamecock fans and showing up to the games, like being there, supporting our team. I, for one, can say that I have never been to a game, so I'm definitely going to change that next year. I, I need to go support my fellow Gamecocks. And I honestly love football, so I don't know why I haven't been to a game yet, but just be looking forward to this um, upcoming football season. Apparently it's going to be one for the books. Um, the weather right now is there's a high of 94 and a low of 69. Tomorrow, it'll be mostly sunny with a high of 90 and a low of 69. And Thursday, it'll be partly cloudy with a high of 92 and a low of 70. 
So those are all the stories we have for you guys today. And just like as a quick wrap up little tip, just, you know, <laughs> for all of our listeners out there, Justin and I have done cockadoodle news. We did it all last semester. We've done it the same way every time. Um, no matter who's here, no matter who the host, the producer is, we always look up news articles. Um, my articles today have come from ABC Columbia, New York Times, and Justin's articles. ABC Columbia, New York Times, CNN, and actually BuzzFeed, which yeah. BuzzFeed is like, I, yeah, BuzzFeed, yeah. Um, yeah, so mine came from CNN as well. Yeah. And our, we are... Um, oh <laughs> I personally have ma- majored in communications. He also is a communications major, I believe. And we are, you know, interested in the journalism side of things. So our take on we news, we take, we take on. the article that we read. Um, we probably will add a bit of our opinion to it. Newsflash, all news stations do that. Uh, whether you have noticed or not, there's always a little bit of opinion and bias included in news. So no, I'm completely not. sorry if you guys don't agree with ours, but we're always open to, he- you know, whether you agree or not, feel free to call. Please call every time. Um, we want to know what we can do to be better. We want to know what we can do to, I don't know, be worse, <laughs> anything. So, you know, if you disagree with us, it's fine. Still call and let us know. Definitely try to do it in a respectful way because we are all human beings here, but like I said, like Justin and I have such a good time talking news with you guys. We love talking about anything that you want us to talk about, things that you feel is are important. And if you have an opinion that you feel like is important enough to say on the radio and it's something that I can actually say on the radio, I'm totally open to saying it for you. So if anyone ever feels like that in the future, definitely like just give us a call up here. And, you know, going forward, we hope that you guys will keep listening and we hope that we can just continue to get better. Because both of us plan to be on TV one day reporting the news to you. So hopefully by then we'll get all of our hiccups out of the way and we'll be completely polished. Mm-hmm. But any um, last I hope words? you just like know like, never mind. No, I mean, I enjoy doing the news too. So, so yeah. Too so nice. we have and a lot of fun with you guys. And obviously I have a lot of fun with the equilibrium as a whole. I love bringing music to you guys and... Um, Ending it with the news every time. So keep listening say, every week, Tuesdays, 3 to 6. I'm sorry. And alligators don't run 90 miles per hour. I was like... I corrected been, that earlier. Yeah. So I just want to say that. Um, so don't worry. <laughs> so anyways, um, up next, I got a super fun show for you guys. It's going to be Jaybird playing Shoegaze and Dream Pop, I believe. So you guys Ooh. keep it locked for that. And like I said, please tune in next time to the Equilibrium Tuesdays, 3 to 6.